Randwick preview. I'll say good morning to you again, Duff. Uh, obviously today a little bit of cloud cover, they're saying, but this track should be in A1, Nick. Good morning to you. Yeah, it should be fine. Um, decimated by scratchings, 46, um, which is incredible. Um, but we move on. Um, just a couple of jockey changes. I think Tommy Berry's gone on to Blue Illusion in the first. And uh, Chad Schofield can't make the weight on Bluff and Bluster in race two. So that'll be uh, Tommy Sherry. And you did get those three late scratchings that caught to eight there? Yeah, I did. Um, what, okay. I wonder yep. what the story was there. That was. Uh, maybe obviously... they just got lost yep. in the system. Yep, yep. Every chance. Um, so... Important that we uh, bring our listeners up to date with them. I, I will recap them, Duff, uh, since you mentioned. Uh, race 6, number 11, Sky Out. Race 9, number 10, Irish Kisses. And also 11, Sonora. Those scratchings. Uh, Brody Nixon rejoins us uh, this morning. Good morning, Brody. Good morning, Duff. Good morning, Luke. And good morning to everyone tuning in. How's this card look, mate? Mate, yeah, I was just finishing off my tips a couple of moments ago. And the more I looked at the races and after, obviously, doing the form the last few days redoing my speed maps and just having a look. I think it's a great betting card and I'm really keen to play. Okay, mate. Uh, great to hear. Andrew Hurley, how's the betting activity been on this card? Good morning to you. Yeah, morning, mate. Um, look, to be honest with you, it's a little bit quiet at the moment, but I don't think that'll last so long because uh, Punner's had an absolute fill-up at uh, Warwick Farm. So I think five of the seven favourites lobbed, so there should be some plenty of uh, Bugs Bunny in the wallet so uh, we'll just wait and see but uh, as Brody's just said and, and Duff a uh, lot of scratchings as well so people might be just sort of reassessing things um, as to uh, yeah, where they're going to play but um, what about Naval College yesterday fair oh. dinkum I could not believe it was $1.33 I think it might have got to $1.35 it was gone it was dead set gone and all of a sudden bang it's just uh, just lifted it was extraordinary I think that's why you pay the JMAC tax. He gets them yeah. home. He gets yeah. them home. Absolutely. But, you know, if you were on it, you would have been just, you know, tearing your hair out for oh, totally. to go. He, you are gone. He was cast. He, yeah. he dead set was um, in trouble, but he found a way. And uh, winners win, and that horse is a winner. Um, that's three in a row for him. Guys, let's uh, get into this card and uh, preview Randwick Racing today. Ten races to get through, as always, and we start with the uh, Join the ATC Membership Handicap Hurls. It's for the two-year-olds over the 1,000. Yeah, we've got five scratchings here. Scampi comes out, zero deduction, zero fast blue. Uh, Sinsolts, three by two, zero Herion. And she's a siren, two by one. Loses with deputise. It's seven to six fifty. Back to seven this morning. Calakai is a twelve dollar chance. Four twenty four dollars. Back to four twenty. Russian roulette. Two sixty into two twenty. Switzerland's been well tried. Twenty three. Bronco Revolution and found fourteen to fifteen. One twenty six. Bella uh, Tadija. Tequila Babies, 41, 26, Castagna, and down the bottom, Blue Illusion, 7 uh, to 7.50. So most popular runner in the first is Switzerland on debut by Schnitzel. Karen McAvoy takes the ride for Chris Waller. And in regards to the speed map, Switzerland should posse up. No, a bit handy from gate number two. Good speed from Deputise and Russian Roulette, you would suggest, with Blue Illusion and Bronco Revolution showing speed in their first couple of starts. Calicon is the interesting horse from the wide gate, whether or not they take their medicine. But they are, of course, out of Tullic Lodge, so we know what the stable like to do with their horses. Uh, yep. Um, your typical two-year-old race with the Waterhouse spot runners will be aggressive from outside draws rather than negative. So, And I'm expecting Karen to um, yeah, ride him. Uh, up closer than he's been um, has been in the trials with Switzerland. He looks a nice horse. I think he's top pick for me. He's a high-priced yearling. He's looked all class, hard-hurled in the trials, and I expect he's hard to beat. In saying that, Russian Roulette is a real runner, and he's um, he's won two January trials. He's in the right stable, as we all know, and if he does get across, he's going to take some running down. Deputise, been well-educated, three trials, to this prep, um, won that Switzerland heat last time and had the good hit out. And I'll throw in Blue Illusion, who's very dangerous now, Tommy Berry taking the ride. He he comes out of two solid races, the Maribyrnong trial and the Kirkham plate. So he wasn't let go behind Russian roulette in that latest trial. And racing race experience and the draw really appeals. So I could see him firming up late. 6, 5, 2 and 15. Six, five, fifteen, and two for me. I'm um, same as Duff. I think Switzerland from the gate should posse up nice and handy. 
those two trolls have been very classy under a hold and the two-year-old son of Schnitzel is a very, very expensive buy and they opted to scratch. They did get a run last week, so they are still opted to scratch from the wide gate and I think they were looking for an inside draw. So they look to make a statement this afternoon and I think $2.20 will be fascinated to see what the market does late. Russian roulette in for second, of course, out of Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott will roll forward, has won two of its trials over the 796 and 812 metres. This will be a little bit different over the 1,000, but we know what it's going to do. It's going to roll forward, put itself on speed, and it's up to everything else to catch him and what is probably, well, by far, the leading two-year-old stable here in Australia. In for third, I blew illusion, as Duff mentioned. Race experience is so important for these two-year-olds and the son of Blue Point. He comes with that strong race behind Shangri-La Express. He started very firm in betting behind Bodyguard, who looks to be a very smart two-year-old. And then he ran into Shangri-La Express, of course, one of the leading forces for the Golden Slipper. Nice trial behind Russian Roulette and Tommy Berry, huge booking from the good gate and debutised best of the rest. 6-5-15-2. Let's get Darren Flindell's thoughts. Good thing for him. He uh, marks Switzerland a special, number six on top to beat 2-5-15, 6-2-5-15. Darren Flindell, your race caller today at Royal Randwick. We move on to race number two. This is the Midway, benchmarked at 72 and we go to a mile this week, Andrew Hurley. Yes, we do, Luke Marlow, and we've got a few scratchings here with deductions. We'll tackle those first. Timpanus, 7 by 8. Monfelicity, 7 cents the win. Zero Extreme Freedom. Socrates, 1 cent the win. Zero place. 4 by 0. Ambassadors and Hope Uno, uh, 2 by 1. Let's just up the top with Patrika Miss. It's a $6 chance out from 5.50 this morning. Jamira Beach, 8.50 to 8, back to 8.50. 9.50 to 9 uh, for Uzziah. Olympic Theatre, 17 to 19, 850 to 9, Decadent Tail. Satinus, 750 to 8, 23, Annulus, 17 for Bluff and Bluster. Magneteer, 460 into 420, makes it favourite. 81 to 101, the Guru and the Wolves is the next on the line, and that is $5, and it has been best back today, Wolves. And it's only won the one in 19 starts, but one is a ball buttering up again today to see get back into the winner's door. In regards to the speed map, thanks to racing and sports, Satness will roll forward alongside Patrika Mist. Jumera Beach will also push up and fire, try find a position. Uzziah have decisions to make there from the wide gate. Olympic Theatre can posse up a little bit handier from the lower draw, third up into the campaign. And Magneteer does have a bad habit of being slowly away. Hopefully for the favourite back, it's land a little bit closer from gate number two. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. I think he's the horse. Um, he's you know he's a young four-year-old, only six starts. He's got more upside than most. He he was very good behind the inform built last start. He went from thirteen to a mile. So now that he's had that mile run under his belt, I think he is top pick for me. I'm terrified of Wolves here. At nineteen dollars, it went up and two runs back off a very long spell, has her ready to step up in distance now, who, and although she's got a poor winning strike rate, uh, her only win was at a mile, and now the confidence is around uh, about her. I think she bears a lot of respect, although probably unders now. Patrika Mist really found a winning form past two. The weight increase is offset by the claim, so no knock. And Jamara Beach, placed behind Patrika Miss last time, is a kilo worse off for getting beat, but still amongst the chances. I'm 13, 17, 1 and 2. 13, 17, 1 and 5. Same trifecta for me, just a different fourth number. I think Magneteer is one of the better bets of the day. Ashley Morgan aboard. As Duff mentioned, rose to the mile last start at Randwick. is really unlucky in a fast-run race. I think he should have run a clear second if he got clear running. It might have even challenged Bill, who, of course, we've seen come out and win subsequently. If it got clear running, it got a clear, it got a bad check at about 300 metres, which really knocked its momentum. And when you're starting to build over the mile in a fast-run race, I thought that was really detrimental to his chances. I think he's clearly one of the better bets of the day. More than happy to snap up $5, and I'm expecting him to start with at least a three in front of his price. Wolves is the danger third up into the campaign. Her record's consistent. Getting up to the mile is a big question mark. She did break through over the mile, defeating Strange Rockstar a couple of runs ago, but that was deep into a preparation and comes here third up, gets Jason Collett, but I'm keen to oppose her at the price now. Patrika Miss, winning form's good form. It's won a couple back-to-back, including that midway last start, so you do have to respect the form. 
it'll put itself on speed. And best of the rest is the five Uzziah, but a tricky gate as well. Gets a kilo, couple of kilos off with Molly Burke aboard. But I'm really keen on Magneteer as a special 13, 17, 1, 5. Nice one, Brody. Let's see what Darren Flindell uh, offers up with race number two. Magneteer as well, 13, 8, 1, and 2. Um, would punters out there be howling, guys, that they missed the big odds wolves? Uh, yes, they might be. That's pretty ordinary, Duff, wasn't it? Very ordinary. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably the norm for you, but anyway. <laughs> Par for the course. Uh, let's go to race three. Tab Highway, 1,200 metres, uh, class three. Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, again, another race that's uh, knocked around by scratchings. We've got the deductions here. Rogue Loon, zero, three by three for Melody again. Uh, Divine Sinar Tai Lung, this is heaven and single touch. So it's actually not, uh, the market's not knocked around too much with those scratchings. All right, Overlord, $16.440, Acapella Sun, $8.00 Baradas, $8.50 Blow Dart, Hit the rim, 61, as is Nipotino. $12, Ollie's Secret, 5.50, 6.50, back to 5.50, Swift Charm. Then go to Sun Blue, it's 21, 8.50, Syrian Star. Lepardi, 19, 7.50, got to $10, it's back to that 7.50. Quote this morning, Atmospheric Rock. And bonjour, Rupert, it's a $14 chance. Just looking at the race this morning in terms of the hold, uh, it's Swift Charm getting the nod dollar-wise, narrowly in front of Acapella Sun. In regards to the speed map here, Blow Dart will roll forward. Swift Charm's drawn nice and handy. It can try Posse up a little bit closer. Nipotino, Ollie Secret and Baradas can all show speed. They're drawn towards the outside, and we know where the likes of Atmospheric Rock will be near last. Acapella Sun can land a little bit closer if they like, and they get the claim off this afternoon. Um, with uh, in a competitive race, I'm with Swift Charm here. I thought he did more than enough there. First up, over 1,100, savaging the line. Last prep, he runs second first up. He won second up last preparation, and he gets his opportunity to race that little bit closer from barrier one here with a uh, with a nine metre rail, which is a bonus. So. Um, and Matt gets on with him well. He's all three wins that he's had. He's 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 uh, got the job done. So he's on top. Acapella Sun probably going to get back a little bit, but uh, a good draw may help him race closer or her race closer. She's well placed back to a highway, and she's been savaging the line of late. I think twelve hundred probably suits her now. That's where her best form is. Um, Ollie Secret looks big odds here. Um, I think she's off 140, or he's off 140 days. He unlucked his Musselbrook trial. Uh, his city form at the end of last prep uh, was excellent, and although he might want to touch further, I'm not underselling him here. And Overlord's big odds for a horse of his quality. He's good fresh. Uh, he's earned his big weight. He gets the claim, and he's got a good draw. So he's very capable at highway level, and he's in good hands. Nine, two, eight, and one. Interesting race. 16, 9, 2 and 13. It's open event and that's why I'm keen to spec atmospheric rock each way. I think he's going to need a little bit further this campaign but his trial there at Maria was fantastic behind Greaves. Just went through the line under a hold. Last preparation, his form's there for us all to see. Just kept on running on from impossible positions and Jason Collett should suit this horse down to the ground. He's just had the one ride aboard it and it was a feed length and a half behind Blood River last campaign. So Hopefully Jason can get in the stalking position and work into the race strongly. He might just need a little bit further second and third up, but just keep an eye on him this campaign. In for second, I do admit Swift Charm looks a very easy bet if you are keen on the six-year-old. Fantastic behind Penthouse, who was given a picnic up front there at Rose Hill, proved all too strong. Last preparation, kept on running well in these highways, just kept on finding one or two better. And from a good gate, certainly is the key danger. In for third, the two, Acapella Sun, as Duff mentioned, has been running on well in much better races than this. 1,200 metres suits, and the last time she ran into, ran over the 1,200 metres at Rose Hill was behind Petchamont to feed a length from the back of the field, and a couple of really sharp horses come through that, including, I think, Lavero, who came out and bolted in on Friday night last week at Canterbury, and best of the rest is the 13 Syrian star, brings the same form line as the likes of Swift Charm behind Penthouse. 16, 9, 2, and 13. That's the third, the highway. Darren Flindell, his numbers. Two, Acapella Sun on top to beat 9, 1, and 13. 2, 9, 1, 13. He's got Swift Charm 
in for second. Off we spoke to Matt Bennett, uh, the jockey of that galloper this morning, and things that won't show up in the form line are, uh, are things that Matt said about, uh, look, I think the horse has gone right on since first up. I've noticed an improvement track work. I think that information is always nice to hear that those uh, that horses have gone on with the job. And even Matt wanting to come to town, he, he he's, he's a bit like the old Robert Thompson, you know, I'm not coming to town unless I can win. And so he must be, he didn't want to come to ride him first up, and here he is arriving second up um, with a good record on the horse. Spot on. Uh, as we go to race number four, guys, over a mile, benchmark 88, this is for race a Kia or a bred graduate handicap, and Andrew Hurley provides us with the market. Elsen comes out 15 by 16, 6 by 6 Louvois and running by 29 by 15. So significant deductions here. Leaves us with a pretty sure price favourite in glory days. $1.80 now into $1.70. Battle Tom's 4 to four sixty, seven dollars to $8 Redstone Well. Stonecoats 550 into 5 26 Mahagoni and Kipitanui is a $23 chance. This is one-way traffic, glory days, all the rage at 170 and in regards to the speed map, it's one way for the leader there. Stonecoat will posse up and take advantage of the control of the race, take it by the scruff of the neck. Kip Nui can roll forward. Glory Day showed a little bit of gate speed last start when rolling forward there. He did sit outside the lead at Randwick first up, and it'll try posse up a little bit closer. Battleton, Mahagoni, and Redstone Well likely try find their spots, but looks an easy lead for Stonecoat here, Duff. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? He just controls things to suit himself. I think Glory Days will keep him honest just trying to find the fence behind him, so I think they'll be aggressive out of the, the barracks. He seems a little bit one-paced, Glory Days, so and he stays at a mile. But, yeah, look, mm, I, I think he's the default tip, uh, Glory Days. He's just got all the, all the form in the world at this grade, um, although he's got to carry the full 61. Don't know whether I'd be charging into odds on, but I, I've got him on top. Um, he was good. He went down uh, really having a go there first up, and he's, he's, he did win second and third up last prep, and 42 days between runs for this stable never worries me. They just do that. Um, Battleton suspected a mile, but Smallfield doing no work from one sees him do something. I thought he hit the line okay. Uh, after getting a mile back there at, uh, in the Magic Millions Cup. Uh, Redstone, well, uh, he was okay. Uh, hard to read. I think we need to see him again as far as uh, if there's improvement there. But he, he's a lightly raced in, um, Irish import who did enough there first up. And how do we approach Stone Coat here? I, I don't know. He's, he's this form would win this race. He, you know, he'd just control and race away, but he'd trialled just fair leading into it, and obviously there was, just wasn't him there first up, but, um, you just gotta take him on trust. He can win, but, uh, how can you chime in with confidence? One, two, four, and five. One, two, five, four for me, basically the same numbers, and I'm not gonna be able to add too much stuff already. Hasn't, glory days, he's, Clearly the best horse in the race. Whether or not he needs slightly further, but looks like they've kept him a little bit pressure. Hopefully they apply a bit of pressure to the leaders coming around the bend and this horse will stay on strongly. Was out sprinted there first up, but he kept on coming and he always looked like he was going to be a horse that would get better every preparation with the Mar Eustace polish. Battleton is the key danger drawn the inside, as Duff mentioned. The mile is a big question mark, but if he brings his best form... He can win, and he was good from the back behind Samana. It was absolutely brilliant there at the Gold Coast, and deep into a preparation, this horse can surprise. Stonecoat gets the control of the map. It was disappointing first up, and Redstone well best of the rest. One, two, five, and four. Let's see what Darren's found in race number four, <clears throat> and uh, his selections will come up in a moment. Number one on top, Glory Days to beat four, two, five. Uh, certainly Duffy... He's going to appreciate further, this guy, isn't he? Glory days. He was just fighting back so well last start, but the 42 days combats that, and the stable he's in helps as well. They can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, he hasn't won under 1,700, uh, but in this grade, mm. and with a Nash to stand over him to keep him honest, um, yeah, you'd have to be 
Yeah, you have to be with him with, with slight reservations, with slight reservations. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to rate through the roof and probably stay odds on. But Well, um, I, I see a couple of reasons he might blow. One, the massive weight increase, and two, he's never won on a good. I, I mean, maybe it's wishful thinking, Duff, but true. I, I thought surely seventy had to be uh, rock bottom, particularly because he, he, he probably won't get the lead on his own here. I think Stone Coat might lead him, so... Yeah, I just think the reason that he's so short, there's just so much, so many flaws in the opposition. Yes, yes, true. You're right, yeah. he's in a much easier race, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, we kick on, guys. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I heard something yesterday that uh, when David Eustace heads to Hong Kong, um, and obviously Kieran, um, I think he's, I'm not sure if he's training on his own or if someone else comes into the partnership, um, that will be it for the premiership. Uh, as far as their wins okay. for the t- for the season, I believe that once the uh, the partnership dissolves, that will be the final standing as far as their wins uh, for the premiership yeah. season, and then the <clears throat> the new forming or new training partnership, if it is if there is one, or if Kieran just trains in his own name, they'll that tally will then restart. Is my understanding, guys? So it's their last day together today. Uh, so it'll be aptly named Glory Days because they've had a, a few glory days between them over the f- past few years. That's for sure. They've had a great combination. Very well said, Duff. Mm. Uh, do you reckon, um, Duff, do you think that's fair enough as far as the premiership is concerned? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think. I haven't put much thought to that. Yeah. It's sort of, okay, Karen, you can go oh. back, to, back in the... Yeah. I don't know where he sits in the premiership in Melbourne. Um is it going to cost him the premiership in Melbourne? Well, um, it, it may. I, I'm unsure. He'd want to have a good lead. We're only in yeah, January. That's um, right. Wouldn't think they could win it um, uh, this far out. But mm. um, I, I don't know the current standings. But, um, yeah, as you said, what a what a combination uh, they've been. And David will be a real success up there in Hong Kong, I have no doubt. Guys, uh, as we go to race number five, the Petaluma Handicap over 1,600 metres. Benchmark 72. And Ballistic Kids has come out here, Hills. And seven by eight, the deduction. And Marty's also significant, 14 by 13. And Magneteer, seven by eight. Malabar is a 6.50 chance. Opened up at that quote this morning. $9 cadetship. Castilian's our favourite, 3.70 to 3.80. Don Pedro, $5. 61 Extreme Freedom. 7.50 Canadian Ruler. $5 Dazzle Legend. $9 Ambassadors. And Good Lieutenant is a $23 chance. Very little change here. Probably the quietest betting race on the card. A little bit of speed across the paper. The likes of Canadian Ruler, Don Pedro, Ambassadors can all roll forward. Good Lieutenant went forward last start at Canberra and Malabar tried to find a spot last start at Canterbury, but the wide gate throws a bit of a question mark into that horse. Cadetship can posse up nice and handy alongside the stablemate Dazzle Legend. Castilian's the interesting horse has been caught back from wide gate so far this campaign. Now draws nice and low. Yeah, it's not an easy map, this. It's not an easy map. Um, there's a bit, maybe a few will have a crack. It probably all depends if there's a pattern evolved coming to this race and even extreme freedom when he's up to a mile can race on the speed there as well so i found it one of the trickier maps of the day so i'm looking for an inside draw and that castilian although he's short enough now look this is not a strong 72 uh, i thought he did work there the other day and he was quite solid when he was up to 1400 he's, he's failed that he's only attempted a mile but i don't think we could uh, mark him down on that so i think he's right in it although the markets gravitated to him. I was hoping for each way odds. Obviously, there's a couple of scratchings that were likeable come out. I think Dazzle Legend's the danger, and he's well found now too. So, a few little gear changes. His form was really good prior to last start, where I want to be forgiving, uh, because that wide draw dragging back. So today, barrier one, up to a mile. Karen puts him to sleep, doing no work, and you'll see a better performance from him. Where do we want to go after that? Ambassadors comes out of that same race as Magneteer behind Built last time, so that form reference will be set up early in the day. And I'll throw in eight Canadian ruler. Um, is going okay. He's fourth up after a couple of placings. So, yeah, I'm not too excited. Five, ten, eleven, and eight. Five, two, six, eleven. I'm not too sure how Duff went, but I went in a few circles uh, doing this race. Castilian from the low draw. Gets the Joe Pride polish, fourth up into the campaign. You would suggest this would be his best run of the preparation. 
gets to the mile for the first time in a long time since running into hard cross. Now, he was heavily defeated that day when going forward. So, But hopefully, fourth up in the campaign, we know how good Joe Pride is and his stable's going at the moment. Gets Tyler Schiller, ticks more boxes than not. But once again, just need to see the horse do it. In the second, I do have the two Malabar. This horse was heavily back first up at Canterbury. Molly Burke was aboard under the big weight. Now gets Tommy Berry. Bit of a sticky gate, which is the question mark, but this horse is the one that you think can jump out of sight following that first up run. And although the form lines weren't franked with Hellfire Express going down last week, that horse had little chance against the speed pattern of the race. In for third is the six Don Pedro. Put himself on speed. Jet Stanley, two kilo claim. Comes through high blue sea. Form race last start. Who's going to be a short price favourite later on in the afternoon. And Ambassadors is best of the rest. Five, two, six, eleven. That's Brody Nixon's thought. Darren Flindell, five on top, Castilian to beat six, ten, three, five, six, ten, and three on race number five. Race six at Royal Ramwick is the agency real estate handicap over 2,000 metres, benchmarked at 88. Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, just before I go on, uh, Mara Eustace, 52 wins. Ben Will and J.D. Hayes, 33. Anthony and Sam Freeman, 21. And Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr., uh, they've got 20 wins on board. So they've got a lead of, what's that? Might be enough. 19. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Um, Anthony and Sam Freeman are striking at 18.1%, so that's not too bad either. Anyway, that'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds moving forward. All right, race number six here, and we've got Wycliffe two by one, the deduction, six by seven, deficit, sky out four by three, Mahagoni, zilch. Up the top, Almania. It's a $16 chance, opened up at 19 380 to $3, man behind the money's been well back this morning. Rebel Rama's 34 to 41 151 Redino, 290 to $3, Louisville, uh, its joint favourite. 13 to 15 Kabosh, Aristonis is a 480 chance. We've got Floating at $7. Then we go down to Mont Felicity, 18 to 21. Now, Sky Out is a late scratching, please note. So it must have only just come through. Easily best back to runner here. His man behind the money, 380 into $3. It looks like he can roll forward and take advantage of the speed if they want from the centre draw. Kabocho drawn out wide does have decisions to make. Mont Felicity drawn the inside, something similar. And Louisville might just get that beautiful run behind the speed with plenty of others looking to find their feet towards the back. Yes, um, now these are two old mates of mine here, these two favourites. I've been on their tail all the way through. Um, look, I'm going to tip Aristonis. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more pressure up front. I think Sky Out might help me out there, but he's gone. So, look, I'll leave it to Tommy Berry, uh, sorry, to um, Jason Collett to find a position, keep in touch with his stable mate, and I think he's going to be very strong late here um, at the 2,000. I think that's the key to Aristonis today, 2,000 metres. In saying that, he's going to be very hard to run down. Lovely sharp trial since Eagle Farm um, with man behind the money, and uh, yeah, obviously 2,000 suits him as well. He's one for one at the track and distance. Out to Louisville. Now, he, this is his moment. He's looked progressive in these, you know, 78s and 72s and whatever. Uh, so up to an 88 today and um, gets to 2,000 metres. So look, I'm sure his supporters will rally to him again and he's in the mix. And very close eye on Almania here. Yeah, I'd love to get a tip for it. Um, won a recent trial, ridden out, mind you, but I like that. Uh, going to 2,000 first run up. I just... Can't get it out of my mind first up last preparation. It was a long time ago, December 2022, in that Maroubra Mile, and he was excellent that day. Um, but obviously he's had an issue with 315 days off. I'll go with um, Aristonis, 9-3, uh, 6-1. 9-6, 10-3. I'm with Duff as well. I think Aristonis is a terrific each-way bet this afternoon. The five-year-old... He was fantastic last up when caught wide at Rose Hill over the 1,800 metres. He just kept on coming behind Louisville. Now, before that, he had to tick over trial because he loomed into the race there at Randwick when he was truckloaded second up as if he was going to win. And there was clearly an issue because he faded out the back of the TV very quickly at the top of the straight. I think the key with this horse is 2,000 metres at Randwick and we get Jason Collett back aboard. 
He's had three rides for one win and two minor placings. He was aboard first up when this horse savaged the line behind Zoe's promise over the mile. It was a fantastic return and last preparation behind Verona. Was only defeated a couple of lengths over the 2400 in a funny run race that day during the spring. He was aboard when this horse went straight past Louisville. Last preparation over the 1600 metres at Ramwick. I think the low draw suits and I think he's going to be very hard to beat this afternoon. Louisville's the danger. He's just an improving type out of Chris Waller's yard. We know these horses always run well and work through the grades. He's barely missed the minor money. He hasn't missed the Quinella this preparation. He was a little bit lucky to win last start, although he deserved it because floating, who I've got him for third, was charging home late and just got held up at a bad time. And best of the rest in for fourth is the three men behind the money. Comes here third up, as Duff mentioned, can do something. And money speaks all languages this morning. Absolutely hammered, as Hurls mentioned. Nine, six, ten and three for me. Let's see what Darren's come up with. Three man behind the money on top to beat six nine twelve three six nine twelve. Darren Flindell is just having a flick around on Twitter. Duff, um, you've shared uh, a beauty um, here, courtesy of Inglis. Uh, young Georgina Sharp doing a little bit of media work covering the the pony races. I think she's only nine years old. Um, what a what a great future she's got, Duff. Uh, impressive young Have young you lady. Have you seen that? How Have good's you that? Seen that? Unbelievable. She's yeah, interviewing Gay terrific. Waterhouse. Um, I think uh, Sky should uh, get on the front foot there. and oh, Lock her up. Long-term deal. A long-term deal there. Shani, Ali, eat your heart out, eh? Yeah. What about Georgina? I tell you what. That's great uh, stuff. It was great stuff. Check that out, punters, if you're on X, um, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, the Duff uh, has shared that and English, uh, their Twitter page, um, some really good stuff on there, some great content. Just a hurls. Go on, um, Duff. Is there an actual Victorian Premiership market up? Uh, we ordinarily do. Just let me have a look. I'm pretty sure we do, actually. We definitely do for New South Wales. Let me mm, just have a look. Might be an edge there for us, that's no. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have been. Got to look for an edge. Yeah. Uh, Especially if Mara uses are odds on. So, uh, a very astute form student of Texme, uh, who's got the big computer. Kieran, no hope of winning the overall premiership. Uh, only a 30% chance of winning the Metro. Uh, with Hayes Brothers odds on. Mm. Good yeah, insight. I'm just trying to look for that. We all. Damn, I, don't, I think we usually... Oh, hang on, we go racing extras. Give me one sec. We've got the Sydney Jockeys premierships, uh, South Australia... No, we haven't, but um, yeah. let me... You've have dumped a... it, haven't you? You've deleted it. <laughs> yeah, it was there five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let right. me chase that up. Let me All chase right. that up, because that no might worries. be interesting. Uh, if I can just uh, jump in as well, just uh, talking about uh, things on uh, things on X. Uh, Jimmy Chew's passed away, which uh, he was a very, very good horse, because won five Group 1s, New Zealand Derby, I think the Rose Hill Guineas, and been going all right as a sire too, so that's sad news uh, for um, for Jimmy Chu passed away. Have we got to the bottom of what we call it now when we send out a message on X? We can't say tweeting anymore. Yeah. What do we call it? Yeah, I'll, let's, let's I'm just go with X from now. Yeah, I'll just X something. I'm just, I'm um, just tweeting. Yeah. You just stick with tweeting, Duffy. You're, you're yeah, old. Too old. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> you were a trailblazer early days for racing Twitter, Duff. Don't yeah, sell yourself yeah. short. They've worn me down. <laughs> <laughs> what about this Carrington Stakes, Hells Race 7? Yeah, um, did Louvois, not Louvois, did um, Cuban Royale win this last year? I'm pretty sure he That was his last win. Was his yeah, last there you win. go. Just go. All right. Um, we've got the scratchings here and deductions. Uh, Sony's one set to win, nine by nine, Kinlock and Lady of Luxury, uh, Zilch. Other top, uh, Tamerlane, it's a $5.50 chance, no change. 11 to 10, you called it. Bold Mac, 23, $7 maximal. Oscar Zulu, 23. Uh, Wahaha Falls, uh, $10 went up Wednesday, and I noticed a couple of big bets came through almost immediately. Seven fifty now, 14, Rubamos. Zoo Tiger's our favourite, $5. Uh, Darzran, 51, uh, 51, 21. Joint Favourite Felix Majestic for eighty to five dollars. Cuban Royale uh, twenty three to nineteen and thirty four for Luwa. So uh, five dollars the field. Like playing exotics, good race to look at doing so because pay handsomely regardless of whether you take a Cornella Exactor or whoever wins. But uh, yeah, best backed runner would be Wahaha Falls. 
And there's plenty of speed to set it up for the best-backed runner as well. Louvois, Felix Majestic, Temelone at all shown great speed. Zoo Tiger can posse up nice and handy. Oscar Zulu as well. And Daz run the same for Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott. Maximal first up, where does he land? He's drawn towards the centre, can possibly play in midfield. And a couple of other horses like Ruben Moss and Kuban Royal like to find their feet from the outside draws. Yeah, what happens here? Uh, two mad leaders, uh, surely not the same thing that happened last time. And then you've got Dajran, question mark, Zoo Tiger, Tamer Lane. What do they do there? They probably have to be half aggressive and just say the Hail Mary and look for cover. Uh, drawn out there in, well, it comes into 12 now with the scratchings, but the outside draw. Yeah, look, a, a bit of a dog's breakfast for me. Oh, this is just impossible. Um, it's nearly a field job. I landed on Zoo Tiger. I don't know why. I'm just going back, if he reproduces that three-year-old form from those good races, he, he, he's got to be hard to beat here. In saying that, I hate the lead-up that he comes out of. It was just a bunch finish, and I don't really like that race, but at least he showed improvement. So leaning his way, I think uh, Felix Majestic, if he's taking no harm from that real gut buster last start, he's a, a tough competitor. Um, he'll give a side again and he's got no weight uh, Tamerlane if he does have luck sets up well in a race like this and Wahaha falls similar he'll get back charge home and uh, good ride got him home last start and I don't know if I like that lead up as well so I'm, I'm very critical of most of the form here Bold Mac interests me a little bit but 8, 12, 1 and 6 6, 12, 8 and 4 this is probably one of the toughest races on the day and as Duff mentioned with the speed map, not too sure what's going to happen up front. And if anyone's going to enjoy it, hopefully it's why Haha Falls. He does record that deserved win last start after showing so much early talent. He was a long time in between drinks and hopefully it's done a lot for his confidence. Had to come from the back of the field. He's had about a month off. So Tommy Berry sticks aboard. And if you can get running on from the back of the field, I think it's a nice each way play. In for second, Felix Majestic is... Duff mentioned if he doesn't take any harm out of that last start run. He's had about the three weeks in between off. Exolitas came out and ran well once again last week and drawn the inside. Maybe they try to take sit aboard this horse, but his best runs have been on speed where he can really tough it out. In for third is the eight Zoo Tiger, as Duff mentioned. His form's there for us all to see as a three-year-old. He showed a little bit last start, albeit in a very slowly run race, and gets up to the 1,400 metres third up. And maximal best of the rest, Ruilla O'Shea, best horse in the race, comes here off a long break. 6 12, 8, 4, Brody Nixon there. Yeah, he adds a lot of interest today. Maximal, doesn't he? Uh, Darren Flindell, 2, 3, 1, and 9. Tipping number two, you called it on top. We get to race number eight, uh, sponsored by Precise Air, 1,200 metres, benchmark 78. Andrew Hurley with the market. Three scratchings, plundering, nine by ten, six by seven, so good, so cool, and peril, ten by nine. All right, munitions, a $34 chance. 26 to 23, Ang Pao. Legio, 10, 5.50 to 5, went up $7 for it. Uh, 19, Conrad, fire, 26. $8 in from nine, Bandy's Boy. Did open up at 14, but not necessarily off the back of cash. 240 into 210, Union Army makes a favour, and 440 to 380, Boston Rocks. We're just honing in on three runners here. They are Legio 10, Boston Rocks, and particularly Union Army was impressive and landed some big bets last start. In regards to the speed map, Union Army, we know he's going to be. He's going to be out towards the back. Legio 10 probably finds his feet as well. In regards to the speed, Boston Rocks looks to take full advantage. Munitions can posse up handy. Fire, Bandy's boy and Conrad not too far away. Ang Power's the last horse there with decisions to make from the wide gate. Yeah, what are we left with here? I, just, um, I like So Good, So Cool, who's scratched, plundering. Well, Annabelle didn't like the barrier. I reckon he would have cruised across here. Anyway, um, this is a dangerous race. You know, I'm left with Union Army but I'm worried that it could be a stop-start race and we've got a six-metre rail, uh, sorry, a, 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 well, a six-metre rail, yes, from the 1,200. And um, if, it's a, on, you know, if it's a leader's track, he's in trouble, as is Legio 10. So 11 to beat three. I want to see how the day unfolds before I get too excited. Boston Rocks probably couldn't beat them on their last runs, but if we do get that pattern and Barrier 1 doing uh, doing his thing, 
he certainly comes right into calculations which the market suggests. And Bandy's boy will run good first up, uh, but I'd rather keep an eye on him for next time. 10, 3, 11 and 8, a dangerous race. You've got to look at the pattern before you bet there. 10, 3, 11, 8, basically the same numbers for me. Union Army, yeah, I agree with Duff. At first, it was a tricky race. I was scared of Peril, scared of So Good, So Cool, scared of plundering. But all the scratchings kind of make him a very easy bet this afternoon. He's going to be towards the back, and I'll be, he's the sort of horse you need to bet late because if they're running on, he certainly will be suited, and you're more than happy to take the even money for him. His first up run was fantastic behind Boston Rocks from an impossible position. Then he was fantastic behind contemporary plundering. And we've seen the form through that race already be franked. He defeated Peril in a monster performance, who's going to be very hard to beat this afternoon to the Valley Peril. And fourth up, he's a continuing to improve type out of Ryan Alexiou Larden. He's going to be very hard to beat with K-Max sticking aboard. The danger for me is Legio 10, Nasha Willa. Aboard, he was fairly well backed alongside the likes of Tom de Boogie last start at Ranwick. He was defeated a couple of lengths there behind Kinlock without the best of luck. Nasha Willow was aboard first up when he was a very impressive winner. And from gate number five, can Posse up a little bit closer if they try to. The 11 Boston Rocks in for third, as Duff mentioned, put himself on speed. Good win first up. I just want to see him do it in the Metro grade properly. And best of the rest is Bandy's boy. 10, 3, 11, 8 as he winds out to 225 now. Looks a very easy bet here, Luke. Like your confidence, mate. Uh, Union Army. Uh, he is, as you said, just getting out a little bit. Um, he's the sort of runner they like to take on. Um, but gee, he's got a, a massive finish, uh, doesn't he? Uh, Union Army. Darren Flindell, three on top. Legio, 10. 3, 2, 10, and 11 with his numbers. Race number nine at Ramwick is the Toyota Forklifts Handicap, 1,400 metres, benchmark 78. Andrew Hurley provides the market. Uh, I'm just chasing up that uh, Victorian Jockey's Premiership, uh, sorry, the Trainers Premiership. Uh, Tim Ryan's just come back to me. He said he'll endeavour to do one next week. So there you go, Duff. There'll be no edge in the new market. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it, Earl. Duff was looking for a a bit of value. Um, Yeah, good. But I can't recall um, trainer premiership markets. They may have been done in the past. I know we always do jockeys. Well, it's pretty hard to have a trainer's premiership when you've got Chris Waller winning most premierships. Yeah, exactly. Be more competitive in Melbourne, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, our man Hurls so has got many... some pull, though, doesn't he, Duff? You know, he's, uh, they're, they're straight there. Yes, Hurls, or whatever he just you click, He just clicks his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this market usually get greeted with some uh, expletives when I ask some of those markets. But anyway, uh, all right, we've got High Blue Sea as our favourite here. Uh, deductions, Grisilla Styler, 4 by 4 I think a lot of people will be happy it's having a day off. Uh, African Daisy, <laughs> 7 by 7 Irish Kisses, 1 set to win. 5 by 6 Sonora, Infatuation, 10 by 10 and Infinity, 3 by 4 uh, Were you in the fetal position when Chris Orr-Styler loomed up uh, the other week, Luke? Well, to our listeners who uh, listen to Behind the Gates and our early crows, I said he won't run a place last start, and here he comes. I think Callender tipped it. Yeah, he did tip it on top yeah. to his credit. Anyway, I'm sort of... Here he comes down the outside. I'm thinking, oh, he's definitely going to run a place here. We'll, we'll go on then, boy. You may as well win and really stick it up me. But nah, mm. he, uh, he just couldn't quite get past Earls. Nah. All right, getting back to this market. Uh, now, it is locked and knocked around with scratching. So I'll give you the fluctuations of the last 10 minutes. 6 to 6.50, back to 6 for Stadio Mastala. High Blue Sea, our favourite. 2.10 out to 2.40 now. 4.20, 4.60, back to 4.20, Crafty Eagle. Starman 7.50 to 8. 6 to 5.50 and more victorious. Danish Prince 19 to 21. $23 for Super Chilled. And 51 to 41, Invincible Legend. No idea why, but Irish Kisses and Sonora have been marked as late scratchings. Like Lucy, it's a little bit rude. 240, I would have thought. A more victorious rolls forward and goes forward here for Bourne Vega. Danish Prince can posse up handy. Estadio Mastella rolled forward first up. It's got an interesting map there from the wide gate, whether or not they'll be able to find a position. High Blue Sea and Starman have both showed gate speed, whether or not they slam slightly closer. From the centre draws makes for an interesting map. Crafty Eagles, another one drawn the inside who can kick up. Uh, yep, a few ifs and buts here. I think he's the gamble of the day here, and more victorious. I like the horse. He's had he's given a good grounding, two trials, let win his latest. Uh, so... 
maybe a touch short of his best distance, but nice and fresh here uh, with tactical nous about him. And I think he's a lovely horse. So I'm, yep, he's the horse I'm most confident about today. Um, High Blue Sea, I just can't believe I let him go there first up. I just thought he had all the form in the world there, but just that trial, sometimes they can put you off. And I thought he'd trialled pretty average, actually, leading into that race, but he's a racehorse. Do you know what it was, I reckon, Duff? Mm. He didn't have the blinkers on. That's what it was, I reckon. Uh, yes, that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. It caught happen. me as well, Duff. I went back and I watched the trials, and I thought, what have I missed? And then I saw yeah. the big blinkers on race day. Yeah, but I would have paid more attention if if he was solid in the market. But no one, everyone agreed by the look of things, he was end up a ten to one chance uh, because the the form out of his wins and runs last preparation, there's winners galore. So look, he's got a good chance here. Crafty Eagle will run much better with covered up from Barrier One. Just uh, I don't think he liked being ridden up out uh, up near the lead there last start. And I'll throw in old um, I won't say old Starman, but. Uh, He's uh, desperate to win another race. It's been a while, but these indications he was okay there the other day. But pretty keen. A more victorious six two three and five. Two one six three for me. I was so keen to follow you in there, Duff, in regards to a more victorious. I was so keen to find his horse, but he's just run into High Blue Sea, which I think he just might be a horse on the up High Blue Sea following that first up win. And if he has the race fitness on his side, should be a little bit. Too strong late over the 1,400 metres second up. As mentioned, first up was screaming out for a gap. He got it and exploded through. Zach Lloyd sticks aboard, and he's one of these four-year-olds, as we spoke about before with Union Army. Now, the Ryan Alexiou team, once they find form, they just continue to work through the grades. More victorious, I'm so keen for him second and third up this preparation. Trials have been fantastic. Bring through strong form lines last campaign behind the likes of Charlton Lane. And, of course, defeating old mate Rasilla Styler as well at Rose Hill. Just whether or not he needs a run or two. But I think the booking of Josh Park is a great indication that Bourne Baker has this horse ready to go. In for second, I do in for third, apologies, Estadio Mastella comes through that race behind Rubamos. Just a bit of a tricky gate. But you get Jason Collett. And in for fourth is Crafty Eagle. Two, six, three, two, six, one and three. Darren Flindell in race number nine, two high blue sea to beat six one five two six one five as we arrive at race ten, the last uh, expected all this autumn at ATC handicap twelve hundred metres. How does the betting shape up here, Hills? Yeah, well, there's about one hundred and sixty scratchings here. After light four by four, iconic dame zero six by six euros zero twice as special zero not that easy zero infancy and a cappella sun five by six Junquira two ninety. 18 Wave Rider Boy, 390 either or, 11 dollars winning verse, Rupertard, 9 dollars, Tashi, 380 and Wing Darren uh, at 10 dollars. To borrow a line from you, Duff, if you don't mind, I would have thought anything goes here. In regards to the speed map, either or should kick up from the inside gate. Winning verse will roll forward. Wing Guardian similar. Rupertard's got decisions from the wide gate as well. It's been the story. So far, the speed maps this morning. Twin Queer up. How close can she land? Because Wave Rider Boy will end up towards the back and Tashi first up. How close she lands. She won sitting close to the speed last preparation, but first up, they offered to settle just off midfield. Uh, I like her either or here. Um, I just like her attitude to racing. She was great winning first up, and then she stuck on well um, the other day. Um, I think this is a perfect race for her with a claim. For the first time, this prep just helps her off a little bit at the weights here. I think the danger is Tashi, who's trialled up nicely, only one trial, um, and you had to be impressed with it, but it was just, you know, pretty well midweek form last preparation. Well, um, June Quera has really been helped by these scratchings, makes the field, you know, she could probably make a little mistake now, uh, with only seven runners. Uh, so I think she's going to firm up now. Uh, blinkers on today. All she's got to do is behave herself. And she deserves every kilo in this grade. And Rupertar, uh, she's had a, she trialled really well before a first up run, and I think she just needed a couple. So I think you'll see a better run for her uh, for last race beyond. But I think uh, young Jess has got a good chance here, Delfrari. I think either or will give her plenty of fight up front here. Three, seven, one, and five. Same numbers for me, just switched around. Seven, one, three, five. I think the one. Trial is a big question mark here for Tashi. 
It was a fantastic piece of work over the 900 metres at Canterbury. Sat behind the speed and showed a really good turn of foot to power away from an opposition. Didn't quite get the form fragged, although the runner-up the runner in the trial at the Gatewaterhouse and Adrian Bot team ran respectably last week behind Cavalus. Form last preparation is fantastic, but she got better deep in the campaign and she might just need to run off it. Jun Queer is the danger, 290. Her form's all exposed there. Gets Nash Will up, just needs to carry the big weight. Either or, as Duff mentioned, with a claim down the 57 kilograms, going to put itself on speed, and it's up to everything else to catch her with the rail out this afternoon. And Rupertar, best of the rest, 7135 in the last. Darren's numbers in race number 10 are as follows 7 Tashi on top to beat 1 3 and 5, 7 1 3 and 5. Ron Duff, is he your best for Ramwick? Uh, look, I'm gambling on race uh, number 9, number 6. A more victorious. Thanks for your help this morning, mate, and have a great day. Thanks, guys. There's Ron Duffersey, Brady Nixon, your best. Race two, number 13. I'm keen on Magneteer in race eight, number 10, Union Army. You have a great day, Brady. You too, Lee. Thank you, mate. That's the Randwick preview. Thanks for your help, Andrew Hurley. Uh, lost the great man. Um, hope he comes back for the Melbourne preview where we'll have yeah, a Yeah, I'm back. My apologies. Yeah, I'll mute button again. Uh, I tell you no what, problem. honestly, there's three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and the mute button getting you at least once during yeah, well, our show every weekend. Uh, little little Sarkis. Uh, Can I ask? Breakfast time, so he's a little bit rowdy. Oh, it's the, the little fella's around, is he? Uh, no, I wouldn't name my son Sarky, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Son's name's George. Uh, no, Saki's the dog. Right. Yeah. My bad. Hey, you yeah. never know. You never know. Um, what's wrong with Saki as a name? No, it's a great name. <laughs> yeah, very, very funny little dog. Uh, Nashra will a favourite in the Jockey's Chance, 2.30. Karen uh, McAvoy, 4.45. Jason Collett, Jimmy Clark at 9. Then we've got Tommy Berry, 12. Zach Lloyd, 15. 18 for Dylan Gibbons. And any other jockey option at $15. What else goes on in the background that you've got to use the mute button? Is it just the dog or is there something uh, well, else? Well, we're going to a wedding today, so the hairdryers will be out very ah, yes. shortly. They'll be screaming as to amongst the two sisters as to who's got the makeup, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it might be a bit more mute action throughout the morning, mate. That's only this weekend, though. Like, what happens every other weekend? <laughs> you never know. We, had, we Actually, it was a public holiday yesterday. We had... Um, the gardener come round and absolutely tearing down um, trees at about 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. Tanya yeah. actually gave them their marching orders and said, have a day off. It was so hot. <laughs> Don't blame you.